The No Talent Show is a Lito Mine Media production. We want to remind you to subscribe to the No Talent Show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Cast, Radio Public, or wherever else you get your spooks. And remember to leave a review. If you are confused, remember, five stars is the appropriate number of stars. And if you enjoy our show, share it with your friends. And if you think it's spooky, share it with your enemies. You can find The No Talent Show at thenotalentshow.com and the rest of Lightomine Media's podcasts and radio shows at lightominemedia.com. <laughs> Mm. Oh yeah! Oh, here we go! Hi. Hey, you guys and we're this? back. Welcome back. Oh, Ooh, don't play too much of it. We're gonna guess, get sued. Guess what it is? Guess it's, what? No, this this is all copyright this free. This is the No Talent Show's Halloween Spooktacular. Oh, is my microphone on? It sounds yeah. so quiet. I don't know. I can hear you. All right. All right. I can't hear me. All right. That was a girl alone. That was Marty. You're <laughs> um, so excited over there. Guys, I have, as always, as always, we have with us Eric Doorman. Yes, I'm the doorman. He's the doorman. We also have with us Marty Stupidass. Hey, it's good to be here. You know what? I did share the, our podcast with one of my enemies. Now they want to be my friends. It's totally unacceptable. A frenemy. Uh, a frenemy. Are they giving us five stars? That's the important Are thing. they in China? Yeah. There it is. We also have, <laughs> surprise, uh, where my we enemies also, are. We also yeah. have Don Schlicks. Hey, I've got lots of Halloween polls for you Woo! today. Guys, when I say lots, I mean two Halloween <laughs> polls. And most importantly, guys, we have a special guest on oh, today's wait, wait, who episode. Who are you? Who oh, are you? sorry. My name, if you guys don't know who I am already, my name is Max. It's Max it. to the Max. Maxwell DeBoss. Uh, but today, though, we have a very special guest. This is yeah. our Halloween spooktacular, and today for our special guest, we have... I'm really excited. Fresno's most famous, and I would say maybe is the word preeminent, <laughs> a supernatural ghost hunter. He knows all things haunted really? Fresno. And Exciting. former roommate of yes. Max DeBoss. Wow. wow. Nice. Yes. His name is yes. Juani Pacino. What's <laughs> Hey, this what's is, happening? Hey, hey. The guys, though, this is Johnny Pacina. Johnny, how are you, man? Yes, Johnny, I'm doing, man. I'm good, doing good, man. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for yeah, coming, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Um, first question: How did living with Max prepare you to deal with evil spirits? <laughs> well, uh, where we lived in particular, uh, we we had some strange occurrences, right, Max? There oh. was a little app on my phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know how legit it was, but it's it claims to detect ghosts on a radar around Uh-oh. you and oh, wow. max and i were using it one night and a little red dot was getting close to our perimeter and we we're like what the hell and it said some words to us so yeah so um, this yeah. is how so i knew that's cool actually, to answer your question <laughs> yeah i knew i knew that's early cool. on that johnny had a special <laughs> a relationship with the supernatural because in our uh in our uh place of living in our residence he had an app on his iphone 3g Right, it was old school. <laughs> that's what, it, yeah, that's right. And um, on that app, it was called. What was? Remember the name of that? I think it's called Ghost Radar, and they have like version twelve right now or something. Uh, like so on version oh, wow. one, version yeah, one, like, yeah. 
And he would be sitting in the in the in the house, and he'd turn it on, and he'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" And it would detect like supernatural beings near you, right? Wow! And it would come up, and Johnny would be like, "Oh my gosh, there's one near us! Look!" It's and it would say what the ghosts were saying, and it would say like red. You'd be like, "Look, it said red! I'm wearing red! I'm wearing red! red. That's right!" (laughs) Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that 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 app in particular, I I don't know. I mean, the legitimacy of it, I'm sure you know. It's there's something fishy with it, but it's fun nonetheless. Yeah, Johnny (laughs) was your roommate in a time where you were. He was. This is a weird living situation. It was Johnny, Mm -hmm. Max. Mm-hmm. Couple dogs or a dog? Yeah, two dog, uh, dog and a cat. Dog and a cat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Max's wife. Oh. All lived in a wow. tiny little, like yeah. What yeah. was it? A condo? It's a condo. Yeah. So yeah, lots of adventures happened. Yeah, there. and, and yeah, I, that was the first time I moved out of the parents where I, I flew, uh, flew, he flew, out, a coup, know, flew, flew out the coop. Flew the coop. Yeah, yeah. No, so we had a lot a of fun. fun. Yeah, Johnny yeah. and I, it was good stuff. And being close, somewhat close to Tower District, that makes it fun, too. Yes, right? oh, yeah. <laughs> we got into a lot of trouble. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Memorable yes. birthdays. Um, so, so I know, yeah, go on. Please. Oh, no, I was going to say, so, okay, so, Johnny, so do you have, is it, do you have a website, or, I mean, what, what do you actually do here as far as the... You uh, know, it all started with um, my place of employment, uh, CMAC. Okay. Um, Community Media Access Collaborative. It's a nonprofit center in downtown Fresno, media center, I should say, open yeah, to the yeah. public. And um, I meet a ton of people. Being a community center open to the public, you know, you're meeting all sorts of characters, all sorts of different uh, people from walks of different walks of life. And um, sure, yeah. one person in particular, uh, uh, Jackie uh, Meter from Central California Paranormal Investigators Group. She became a member because her goal was to ultimately make a talk show to talk about paranormal, all things paranormal, not just Mm. locally, but just general discussion in the studio. Um, So, you know, just got talking to her, connected to her and ultimately um, invited me to go on some investigations, do some recordings. Um, So, you know, that was kind of the start for me to get involved. I've been interested in the world of paranormal, though, for for years. Um, It all kind of started with. Uh, that show Fear on MTV. Do you guys remember that or recall that show? Fear. <laughs> um, and then people would kind of be like, I think they win a cash prize if they d- sleep. Yes, in a dark uh, night, like, or, like yeah, a scary yeah. place yeah. or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like this must have been like you know early two thousand. Um, and you know, as a kid, like I-, I watched it, but also like it creeped me out. I don't know, but there's something intriguing about it. So ever since then, that kind of stuck with me, and I just. I don't know, always enjoyed things of that were mysterious or scary or paranormal. So. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. interested in when you go on an investigation, what sort of, uh, what do you take with you? Like you talked about recording something. What what materials and, and devices do you take with you on an investigation? Yeah, good question. Um, so first and foremost, I'll, I'll take my camera, my video camera, because usually more often than not, I'm making some sort of short video about the investigation. Okay. Uh, but that also serves as an investigation tool. So you could set up, a, a, you know, I take at least a few cameras, one in which I'll record, uh, maybe leave in a room that's known to have a lot of activity. Because a lot of instances, um, things can happen when no one's there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always when someone's in a room present. So we'll leave one up kind of like just to rec- roll and record, spend some time to w- watch it after the fact. And then I have my handheld that I'm using. Um, usually it, I'm in a group setting too. So people have, um, audio field audio recorders to do, uh, EVP sessions, uh, yeah. electronic voice phenomenon mm. sessions. So the purpose of that is you go into a room, you ask some questions, have the recorder in your hand or nice and steady, uh, placed on a countertop or something. So you're not getting any sort of, um, interference. 
And then um, you, you could pick up ghostly voices. Uh, you can ask a question. And if you play it back, usually some of these recorders have playback options right then and there. So you're able to like listen right back. Mm. And uh, sometimes there's some alarming stuff. Uh, some things I haven't been able to explain. I mean, um, I try to come at it as a more level-headed approach. I'm actually a really big skeptic, believe it or not. But um, there's just some things I've encountered that I really can't explain. But um, so this is the main piece of equipment, but there's all sorts, there's a slew of things you can take on these investigations that, uh, that some people take that um, I go on these group uh, investigations with. Now, yep. now do you guys, uh, okay, you said CMAX, so you guys do a show about this? So you go out on these investigations yeah. and you actually have a show then, right? Is that how it works? Right. So, yeah. Okay. So it, it's a variety. That's the general format, but uh, Jackie, she's the producer for that. So when someone does come become a member of our organization, they are the producer for their own show. We really have as an organization, no hand in what they do. You know, they're okay. kind of there. We kind of provide them the tools to do that. So, but yeah, so yeah, yes, she does have a show where um, she has a little bit of a studio talk show format and then we'll interject some clips as well uh, from an investigation. Um, it changes every so often per episode, but um, yeah, that's kind of the general idea right there. Now with CMAC, can you only see that show, uh, is, is it broadcast on on the uh, uh, airwaves or can you see it at a website or how does that all work too? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, you can watch it on our platform, on our website. We have an on-demand video uh, platform you can watch it on. It also uh, scheduled on our channel. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, it's every last Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. on our CMAC channel. And, and the name, channel name of the show nine, is? Nine. Oh, Paranormal Journeys. Paranormal yeah. Journeys. Okay, sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. What what time is no, that no, again? No, 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 no. Yeah. And what time? Yeah, so Wednesday is at 7, um, and it's on our CMAC One public channel, so you can find it on the web, cmac.tv, um, and also on Xfinity and Comcast, channel 93 and channel 99. Cool. Uh, yeah. Johnny, I want to go yeah. back, if you don't mind. You had sure. said that you had seen some things that were hard to describe. Would you mind yeah. telling a couple of those yes. stories? Yeah. So, um, well, well, let me let me ask this first. Let me ask this first. I just yeah. want to say. Yeah. So, like, let's say uh, prior to this, how do you guys get called in? Is mm -hmm. it is it um, uh, you know, does somebody just call you up and say, "Hey, I think there's some paranormal activity"? Or Eric you... really wants—he's really wants you to be the Ghostbusters. Do you slide down yeah. a pole? <laughs> do you drive a big car? It's an ectoplasm yeah, one, right? Yeah. A big backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a yeah. You have, to, you have to charge it at least a month in advance before you go on these investigations. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. Well, um, so the way that those approach—I haven't really um, encountered that in terms of the planning process for it. Jackie, with her organization, people actually reach out to her quite a bit. Um, so usually, and, and and I'm not on all the investigations. It's kind of, I kind of volunteer my time as well. So, um, but you know, this is right up my alley and my interest. So whenever I get a chance and whenever she thinks I'd be really interested in doing something, um, she'll connect me and um, we'll, we'll go on a trip or something. Oh, wow. um, we've, did, we've done guess, investigations in Fresno a lot, but we also have been out of state too. So, um, so we've done some things there. Um, okay. Yeah, so you're not just um, the Valley then you, you go all over the place. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. When I can, wow. um, you know, I'd love to do it more often, but you know, having that full-time job and all that, it makes it a oh, little yeah. challenging here and there. But, uh, so, you know, I at least go on a few a year, you know, whether we're flying to, uh, Washington state, uh, we went to most recently, that was actually a few Octobers ago. So may I'm kind of past due, but this whole COVID thing, it'll probably be on hold for a little bit oh, longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, just been, uh, different places. Um, outside outside of california so 
yeah, that's that's uh, some some things I, I enjoy doing. So COVID yeah. is even impacting the paranormal world. <laughs> it seems like. Yeah, yeah, totally. But you know, it's interesting because um, n- nothing special. But I peruse Reddit quite a bit, and there's a ghost subreddit, and um, just following that particular community over the years. I would have to say that in, um, posts and activity have increased quite a bit. And I think that might be mm. just because people are home so often that they might notice things they might have not noticed Ooh, before. Mm, and um, so I think it's interesting to see a little bit of that spike and uh, people just questioning, like, why is this happening in my house? Why did my door just slam on its own for no apparent reason? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was on my Zoom meeting or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, going back yeah. to Max's question, with some of the unexplained things that you were... Uh, yes. Um, the biggest one, I would say, well, actually, maybe close to top top five i guess you could say uh, one of the weirdest experiences i've had um up in oakhurst there's a place called sierra sky ranch oh and, yeah, um, yeah. yeah yeah that place i just is read about that place dad. i will say though um they did remodel it uh probably about three or four years ago okay and it's very strange because um i w- when i went after they remodeled it the activity seemed to not be as intense or a kind of just kind of dormant. There was nothing going on. They you know, usually when you go to a place, you wow. feel, yeah, you feel like there's a presence there. There's this idea or like some people describe it as like, oh, I feel really weighted down when I come in this room. It's very like, I feel like there's like the gravity is yeah. tougher on me. Um, and that's what you would feel. But I didn't feel it last time. And it's kind of strange because it's a counter um, um, theory to when they say when you do remodel a place that's supposedly haunted with spirits or energy or whatever, that it does kick up more activity. Yeah, but yeah. In this case, it seems like That's it's done. It's like Beetlejuice, isn't that be- yeah. the, the plot <laughs> of Beetlejuice? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in this particular case, though, um, this was before the remodel, and um, someone was doing an EVP session, as I described. You know, you ask ghost questions. Um, this person was brave enough to actually not necessarily provoke it, but ask the ghost to move something in this particular area. Um, it, I'll say it was in the kitchen area because um, they do have a like a. a a kitchen and a restaurant area. And it was the, it's kind of like a walkway into the kitchen from uh, the, the dining area. And um, I don't know what the, I guess you can call them like tray holders or what have you. When a, when you go to a restaurant, you, they, oh, they open up like a giant thing and they put yeah. like a big plate on it and then serve oh, yeah. the table. Yeah. So this, this one was leaning against a wall in particular and someone was doing an EVP session and they were standing right next to um, Kelly and I, my fiance, and we were standing there and they asked, if you want us to leave, move something. So we're, you know, of course, in these moments, you never really have a, a camera recording. It's, it's, it works perfectly <laughs> that you're never able to catch these things on camera. Yeah. But anyways, um, so I had the camera and it wasn't rolling, though. We look over in that entryway I just described. There is that tray holder leaning against the wall. And it leans over, s- opens up and slides across the room about three feet. Whoa. And mm. normally I'm like, and, and I, I, you know, I would. I, you know, thinking back about it, I was surprised I wasn't more scared than I actually was. I was just more baffled. Like, how did that happen? Wow. What can explain that? And just almost on cue when someone says, if you want us to leave, move something like three seconds later, things slides across. <laughs> you hear it scrape against the wooden floor. And normally I'd say like, okay, you know, what if someone like there was a vibration it tipped over uh-huh. and kind of opened up. Not only did that, though, it slid across the floor. And that's what, and I actually went over to it like soon after it happened. Uh- I, put my I was going to say, did you check it, like, right? No strain, <laughs> nothing like that. Yeah. So crazy. And, yeah. So I, that, that was probably one of the most alarming situations. Cause again, as I mentioned, I'm, I, I'm kind of a skeptic to believe it or not more often than not. I don't just, you know, I look at these YouTube compilation videos that show like ghost videos. I'm more often I'm like, that's so fake. How, <laughs> you know, that's ridiculous, you know, but 
This this I saw with my own eyes, and I just couldn't describe. Now, now the most important question: Did you guys actually leave? Uh, yeah, actually, we did. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> like, we're getting, that, we're like, getting the hell out of here. Would yeah, get yeah, mad yeah. if you're yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Now yeah, the Sierra Sky. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say Sierra Sky Ranch. Yeah. Now that thing has a history. It used to be in the 1800s, right? It was a uh, yeah. it, it was a cattle ranch way back that in the day, cool. right? And then it went to yeah. uh, like in the 40s or 30s. It was a TV sanitarium, I think, right? Yeah. TV uh, sanitarium yeah. where you take your old televisions? No, TB. Sorry. Oh, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis <laughs> sanitary. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, so and now it's like a bed and breakfast, right? So that's, yeah, that's kind totally. of the history of it, yeah. With a side of tuberculosis. Yeah, exactly. yeah with, yeah. with yeah. some tuberculosis. They might have stirred up some tuberculosis germs in there <laughs> when they yeah, remodeled no, it. No, and according to someone who was showing us the place one of the times, I guess some celebrities that stayed there over the years from really famous ones like John Wayne, Marilyn Monroe. Really? Um, high-end golden era Hollywood stars stayed there in between. Not while it was a place where people go or yeah. of course. But <laughs> well, well, did they actually but, film yeah. stuff there or did they just stay there? I don't think they filmed that. I think it was kind of like a getaway sort of place. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. To go to. yeah. Probably on the way to, um, but yeah. close to Yosemite and yeah. so forth. Yeah. Yeah. The, the story, just to give a little context to um, why they asked that when we were in the kitchen and doing that type of investigation, supposedly, according to a medium, a psychic medium who can tell like the, like they feel their energy in the area and, and can I kind of communicate what the ghosts are saying at that time. Um, were they're, they're claiming that there is a chef that used to work there back in like the forties in that kitchen and hated the fact that that entryway would be blocked for like servers to come in and out of the, the dining area. So, mm. you know, like when, you know, servers are like corner trying to warn people that are going to come around the corner, I guess some people would just kind of hang out there and they, he would hate that. It was totally very rotten. It's hard to work for. Um, and a really kind of a rotten person overall. So. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of what that came from. Like, Hey, if you're here, chef spirit, want to move something, you know, let us know you want us out of the way kind of idea. Now, so uh-oh. to be uh, able to move yeah. something that large takes a lot of energy, you know? And, um, do you think that a human ghost could generate that much energy or is it something else like poltergeist or something? Well, poltergeist mm-hmm. haunting is like intense and it goes away quickly, but something right. else like an elemental or something like that. No, that that's a great question because the the you know we always think like ghosts when we because you know our idea of ghosts kind of come from Hollywood right we think like oh it's always a human that's passed that's like on the other side and ghost dad here hanging out yeah ghost, ghost dad, ghost dad. <laughs> yeah, right um, or so but I don't know uh, my theory on that is kind of interesting I, I don't know what it was I think because of the in, uh, intelligent response in terms of saying like if you want us to leave move something whether that was like a pat person who's passed. Or what if it's just an intelligent energy of some sort we can't see? Maybe it's another dimension where there's, you know, other things going on. I, you know, I don't know. I'm open to all theories. I'm not like really narrow minded to say like, that's a human ghost that did that. So my opinion, though, um, I think it maybe was. I think it maybe was when people are so attached to a job or something in their life that they're just really passionate. We say, you know, put your heart and soul into something. I think literally people are capable of doing that. And then when they leave this earth, there's just remnants of them. Maybe it's their mm. energy, maybe it's their spirit. But in this particular case, I think maybe it was. And also to add to that too, um, when you talk about um, things moving, there's a theory called stone tape theory where um, wood can house a lot of energy as well. Wood in particular, like really? materials make a difference. So, mm. you know, the memory of something can be imprinted on wood. Perhaps that could go in line with why older homes are more haunted because the spirits of people are, 
uh, that were once there were are kind of like it's kind of imprinted in that wood. I don't know why wood, but well, it's just kind of a theory that's out there. So th- this kind of that's kind of bad news for me. I like a lot of antique furniture. Like my wife and oh. I like to go do you know antiquing <laughs> and stuff. I think I think that may not be a good idea anymore. <laughs> I do yeah, not like imprinted, all, old things. Give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, really? I always have. Yeah. Me too. Old always furniture. have. Yeah. What, totally. uh, uh, now I. Uh, have you ever <laughs> discovered different types of uh, energies like we did, like Marty ta- talked about cumin versus whatever poltergeist or elementals? Elementals. Yeah, what like what has, is there a difference when you encounter something in terms of the feeling in the room? Like, so you, maybe you encountered that, like you described, but you said you weren't scared. Have you ever encountered something where you felt a presence and it was just like frightening? You felt chilled like, or something like you yeah. Know? Yes, no, I totally did. And, and um, I've been told, and I don't know if I'm, I buy into this, but uh, someone said I am a bit of a, of a sensitive. In other words, I'm, I'm keenly uh, tuned into, you know, the environment of spirit. So if I feel what they're feeling or at the time, I can kind of feel it. But what I will say is when we went to a particular home, when speaking of antiques, someone um, who lives out in Clovis, we went to their home because they were having some issues, I guess, with a particular haunting. Their house was filled with antiques. Mm. They were, and kind of like macabre side kind of stuff mm. too. Like she collected, um, like I, I don't forgot what era it was, but um, I guess when um, people would die, they'd get locks of their hair and like mm. put them and spell out their name in like this framed. Oh thing. my gosh! Like, she had stuff That's a like great that. idea. Yeah. Great Christmas gift. Right. Yeah, <laughs> great right. Christmas. No, like, great idea for all you yeah. crafty and people out there. She also had like creepy dolls, and she had um, I love that. a human <laughs> skeleton, a real human skeleton really? in her living room. Wow. And it was determined when we did the investigation that uh, that that was probably the root cause as to why there was strange things going. So they highly recommended she either put it in another room or not, or just get rid of it. But that was the kind of stuff she liked to collect. Well, was there anything so that was, was happening that was dangerous to her, or was it just these oddball things that were happening? Um, not terribly dangerous in the sense that you know um, she was in any physical harm, but things were getting knocked over aggressively, according to mm. her. So in a sense, like uh, something would shatter, you know, so just the safety, you know, obviously glass breaks and you're standing right out. So, you yeah. know, in a sense, that's that's unsafe <laughs> and kind of very alarming. You know, obviously something is is wanting to move that. But um, yeah. I'm sorry, I lost track. What was the original question? <laughs> well, you know, let's let's How talk. How tall are you? Let's well, talk about- <laughs> you know what? Let's do this really quick. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going right. to talk stories. We're also we're going to talk yes. about other haunted places in Ooh. Fresno. We're going to talk about our favorite nice. Halloween candy. We're going to talk about our favorite uh, scary movies. Love it. Ooh. Max and I have some ghost stories to we share, do. too. We got so some good stories, stories and I'd like to hear You're everybody's ready? opinion on them. All right, Ooh. guys, we'll be back in just a second. <laughs> All right, everybody, this is Max DeBoss from The No Talent Show. I just want to remind you to subscribe to The No Talent Show. You know, if you, uh, the little bell, whatever you got to do to subscribe to it so you get notifications every time we have a new episode. Also, I'm going to tell you a little secret. The secret's about our fan club. Now, if you go to thenotalentshow.com, you can become a member of the fan club. If you haven't heard about this, if you haven't uh, joined, you are missing out. When you join the fan club, you get a couple of really sweet perks. You get access to our special fan club exclusive episodes. You get a no talent hat. I'm actually getting some new ones made for us, guys. It's going to be pretty sweet. Getting a new hat. 
Um, you get to be a guest on the show. If you don't want to be a guest on the show, you get to hang out in the studio as we're recording. Also, you get some special discounts from our uh, sponsors. Great sponsors. Sorry, his mic isn't on. Some great sponsors such as uh, DeBoss Gourmet and Coco Crate. Um, yeah, a lot of good things. You also... You get to cook for us. We could have a barbecue at your house. It's a lot of fun. And Marty will send you some nude pics. He did a spread, and when I say spread, he spread his butt cheeks. It's for fans only. Fans <laughs> oh only. <laughs> and we're going to have to censor it. There it goes. Um, so Mark anyways, that one. Mark it. Um, this is going to be – uh, that's it. That's all I have to say. And uh, all right. We are coming we're back. back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, Johnny, Johnny, now that you've heard about the perks, the perks you get from being a fan club member, especially Marty's little uh, (laughs) special spread, are you going to encourage other people to join or join yourself? Uh, yes, and I've already went to fansonly.com to find him. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sure to tip. He, he skipped. He skipped the podcast subscription. He yeah. went straight to the straight, uh, fans to website. The I want to know how many downloads or podcast listeners we have that might be spirits. Ooh, Ooh you how do we find that out? You know what's tricky is we don't get those counts because they listen on the spirit wave. So I bet you it's a lot. Yeah, of them. yeah. They, they can communicate on there. Supposedly, this is right. Yeah. Um, sorry, okay. I cut off Johnny before, but please, you can. No, uh, you know, I was going to ask him too, uh, along the lines of what Marty was saying with all these elements or whatever, what are these different types of hauntings? Like what, what are the there, definitions there are of this There are a lot stuff? of different types of hauntings. Some people yeah. even believe that it's like two different time realms bumping into each other. So you see a ghost and the other person sees a ghost because you're looking at each other, but it's just two different times. Mm. Oh, wow. So you see someone in the um, 1800s and they say someone dressed oddly and you both see ghosts. Kind of like that others But it's just kind of like a little time rift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the others. yeah. yeah. Oh. Exactly. So maybe some time, you know, mix up there. Yeah. yeah. That's happening. And, and that's how diverse the field is. So you can't really pigeonhole into one thing. It's a very diverse field. There's a field. lot of different stuff going on. Because you're yeah. kind of like there's uh, there's some stuff left over that could happen, right? Like with yeah. the, up there. Like yeah. Residual hauntings. Residuals. Yeah. 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 The residual. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, what, you know what about like really demonic things? Are there any demonic oh. type stuff that will maybe yeah. present itself as you've met my wife? Yeah, man. no, no, no. You're you're, you're right, um, and and that that's determined by the investigation or what the person experienced. You know, it's kind of like it's almost in some instances you have like a like a checklist if 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 the haunting you know is um is so you know supposedly possessing someone or something. You could start leaning towards the idea that okay, that might be more of a demonic thing. And mm. what is a demonic thing? You know, so, like you were saying, people interpret it a little differently. Like, what is this energy? It could be simply just a negative energy um, that's in our earth, in our element, you know, in our realm, yeah. and we just don't see it. And it just maybe it's just really built up because there's a lot of negative things happening in someone's life. For example, maybe that just builds up into this energy that ultimately impacts them or someone that's living in close quarters with them or something. So you really don't know, but. Um, you know, people do like to like, in a way, if you think about it, like to have just like checklist and say like, okay, it matches this. Um, so this is an extreme haunting. There's poltergeist happening. There's this happening. There's this happening. 
this could be a demonic haunting. So it's kind of like mm. a process of elimination kind of thing. Too, okay. For some investigators, that's how they determine what, what is going on. Yeah. My favorite thing is when um, people encounter a child ghost. It's a child spirit. So they're really nice to it, invite it to stay with them. But it's really not a child. It's something pretending to be a child. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And that's a trait of demonic haunting. And, and, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They could. For, mm-hmm. they, they, the idea is, is that they're presenting themselves as something they're not to lure you in, so get your attention. Perfect segue mm. into ghost story yeah. from Max and myself. Uh, this happened in our house. Uh, Max was a young boy when this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he was probably three or four, so I don't know how much he remembers of it. I was like junior high age, and um, we lived in a house. Didn't think anything you know was wrong with the house, yeah. but... Um, I think this was more situational. So my mom and dad, everyone was sleeping. My mom um, at the time um, was sleeping, but she doesn't see well without her glasses. So she's sleeping. She wakes up because something is by her. She hears it breathing. It even has bumped the bed. Yeah, no. And so it, it's, it's she feels the bed bump. And so it's Marty. So she's... Uh, but she knows, like, she opens her eyes and it's just blurry, right? Yeah. So she's like, there must be somebody broke in our house, right? Because she felt my dad was still sleeping there. And so she's, she's like, quietly, it's like, okay, what am I going to do? And then so this thing, like, moved her, bumped her again. So she okay. sat up really quick and said, Gee, there's somebody in the house, my dad. And she swung her arm because she could feel this presence right by her. Okay. She, uh, you know, her left arm swung it, didn't hit anything. Um, and so my dad gets up quickly, turns on the light and is sleepy, but sees standing on the bed. And my mom felt this something jump on the bed with her. So she's like, he's on the bed. My dad sees what he thinks is Max. He sees about a two and a half foot tall, three foot tall, little thing standing on the bed. Looked like looking like a clown, looked like it was dressed like a clown. And my dad was like, Max, why are you like a clown? And the thing looked at him. And so my dad is like this is a demonic this is a demon so he says in the name of jesus christ i rebuke you and my dad said he could see this thing kind of like just disintegrate and like leave and, and oh my god and my mom's freaking wow. out so so this happens in our house we hear about it right i experienced two <laughs> things with that once um we i was at a same same time period maybe a week later i had friends spending the night we were in the living room and um you could feel this all of a sudden, all three of us, we were talking, it was late, you know, everyone else was sleeping. It's probably after midnight, but we were awake, you know, talking and stuff, all laying down, like in sleeping bags, whatever, talking. And all of a sudden, like everyone started feeling like, Oh, this is something feels creepy. I could see from where I was laying a window. There was a window in our kitchen that reflected into the kitchen. And on this house had like those sliding doors that would like kind of partition off parts of the house. Okay. So we could see, or I was the only one I could see, my friends couldn't see, I could see in the kitchen, all of a sudden, the sliding door open, and then in the kitchen, footsteps. No way. But there was nobody there. No way. And I didn't want to freak my friends out, so in my head, I just start praying, like, really, like, really praying, like, and I rebuke this, like, evil spirit, whatever this is. Oh, my gosh. And it it didn't, like, come, it, I don't know, went away, like, we, I never saw it, but that same time period, uh, a friend of ours who was over a lot, um, had a similar experience, kind of demonic thing where he was sleeping, he woke up and he felt like he was choking. He felt like a presence pressing on his chest. Mm. Um, he actually had bruising on around his like neck and throat. 
and he couldn't scream. He was trying to scream out for help, but he could see like some some form of spirit, like kind of flying, hovering above him. Okay. Um, and so we went through and we took people and kind of prayed over their house. I had and at, at that time I had another experience where it, I had these t- two experiences like this. So I was at their house and same type of thing. I got this really I was by myself sleeping in their living room. I don't remember why how that happened, but I was by myself sleeping in their living room and creepy just that creepy crawly feeling hit me again. I was like, yeah. "Oh no." So and then all of a sudden in the kitchen I hear something rattling. And the drawer, the drawer to the kitchen opens and closes. So I get up. It was like their spoon drawer or something. Get up. Hey, who's there? Who, nobody was there. Like nobody had come out oh, wow. of the room or anything. So we had that experience. Yeah. And there was, it was Creepy a good stuff. couple weeks where uh, a lot it, of stuff, a was lot happening. of stuff like that happened. Really? So, yeah. Now, now, was this a house you guys had just recently moved into or was this? We only lived lit. in that house. It was a kind of a transition house. So we were only there for about two, two and a half years total. Was it an older home or? Uh, yeah, it was house? by Fashion Fair over there. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, super old. It was probably from the 70s, and 60s. And, and no yeah. history yeah. that you know of in this house. Well, like, well, that neighborhood though. That neighborhood had bad things happen. That in neighborhood. Really? Our, and, and Justin, uh, Don here might actually correct me because I was young, but I know that um, one of the neighbors just burned alive in his garage. The garage what? caught wow. on fire. Burned. No, he was murdered. Wow. He was murdered and it was something to do with the mafia. He was murdered in his garage oh, and then wow. burned in his garage. This was like around wow. the corner. The lady next door, somebody broke in and tried to kill her. Luckily, her son came home and like stopped it. Um, there was a couple other things. A couple like other that. things. There was yeah. also that I don't know if she there was, was a girl across the street, right? Yeah. Who all I knew was that every time I saw her, she would come at you viciously and be like, "Really? Yeah, like she was like possessed." Yeah, yeah. And all I knew was like my the rule was don't go next to their house. Like that lady will get you, and she looked like scary movie like she was wow and it was one of those things it was one of those things where the mom the mom did this late this lady that he's describing was probably in her 20s or something maybe yeah she was like an older lady this is like a young yeah young lady my mind she was old lived with her mom but the mom had had her looked at and it wasn't like explain like they're like she's not retarded she's not we don't wow. know what's wrong with your daughter, you know, type like of exorcist. Thing. Stuff yeah. Over there. Yeah. Wow. It was um, a creepy neighborhood. <laughs> have you ever heard <laughs> anything, uh, Johnny, you ever heard anything about that neighborhood over there by fashion fair? Anything going on from, no, you I know, know uh, no, I, I've been in that neighborhood though, in that area. Um, but you know, it kind of goes to the idea though. Like at some point you're like, this is a strange coincidence that mm-hmm. all this stuff happens in an area, you mm-hmm. know, a certain perimeter. And, you know, you can start formulating your own ideas on how that is. Is there something more sinister at play in terms of the energy there? Or, yeah. you know, so it's got to um, be some burial yeah, ground. I, I call it a burial yeah. ground. I'm calling it right now. It's got to be you something know, going on, like poltergeist. Yeah. All yeah, America is built on one large old burial ground. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> you yeah. know this. Yeah. <laughs> well, negative energy burial yeah. ground. Let's put it that way. Yeah. There's some crazy stuff oh, going on there. Man. So, so when you go into an investigation, right, you have like, you know, an EMF meter, you're taking EVPs, you've got a camera. Yeah. Do you feel that this takes away from the experience or does it add to it for you? That That's a great question because um, I, I was uh, I was at a convention one time with Ghost Hunters International, the crew from that show. That was a oh, popular wow. show yeah. from like 2006 to what, 11 or something like that. Um, and one of them, and really something they said kind of resonated with me is they said, there's no better paranormal equipment than yourself your experience, what you see, mm. it's not going to always happen to be, you go to a place that's haunted or has had activity mm. before and something guaranteed is going to happen. Cause 
it's some, a lot of the time. I mean, I, I'd say at least ever half the time where you go somewhere to, to experience that, um, that's there, nothing happens. You're like, what's the deal here? But you know, you kind of, I don't know what determines what makes it, you know, more active at other times and not, but I do, um, you know, so that's the kind of the way I see it. Like if I feel something, that's when I bust out the equipment, I'm not going in there like, you know, guns a blazing with the EMF and the, the record, like, all right, let's see what's going to go on. You know, I, I want to feel it first. I want to kind of okay. get a feel for it, you know, maybe set an intention internally, um, you know, and, and try to be safe about it. Try not to open too many doors in terms of like opening myself up to, uh, perhaps a sinister spirit or something, but, um, you just kind of like, you know, Hey, it'd be nice if you could show yourself, not even vocalizing that, just setting that sort of feeling and intention. And when I do that, I do find that sometimes there's some success there when, in terms of getting activity, whether it's something move or you get any, uh, EVP reading or something. Mm. Now, now, uh, brings up another question. When you go into these places now, as far as prepping yourself, now me, I'd probably, it'd probably be a placebo effect. I mean, I'd probably be like, you know, oh man, this place is <laughs> freaking me out. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't even know if I'm really feeling anything or if it's just because I'm creeping myself out, you know, but so do you do anything kind of pre before you go into these places to kind of cleanse yourself and kind of relax and then go yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I use different methods and, and usually when I go on these investigations, there's someone who prays for us afterwards to say like, mm, you know, wow please, you know, whatever is here, we ask that it does not follow us. And, um, we also bring, um, smudge sticks. Sometimes if something's really active, we feel really bad about something We're like, we shouldn't have done this, or this is not a good spot. Um, you know, there's definitely something here we need to cleanse it. Then we'll, we'll burn those. But, hmm. um, you know, so we do things like that, but in terms of prepping though, it's more of a mindset thing for me. Um, you know, I, I, I try to go in it. Like it does take some practice, believe it or not, you know, like you're saying, the placebo, like you go in there, like this place is haunted. I'm, I'm scared. Already. It, it, you yeah. have to kind of learn to not be scared and kind of go in like as a blank slate, if you will, mm. for yourself to be like, I'm not going to try to let anything phase me. I'm just going to come in like I go into my own house and yeah. then, then see what builds from there. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been in places where everything in my body was telling me, get out of here, run away. But I had to mentally convince myself, you need to stay and just experience what's going on here. And you're right. I like what you said about the human body being the best instrument that you have, because we're so in tune with the normal world that when things become slightly askewed, we hone in on it really fast. Definitely. Yeah. You know when something's up. It's like that second nature, that gut feeling as mm -hmm. we describe it, you know, like, oh, something's kind of weird. Or, why? or you know, like my arms are, uh, the hairs on my arms are raising for mm -hmm. like no reason. Like, what the yeah. heck? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever, uh, as far as you know, been to the uh, the schoolhouse restaurant out mm -hmm. in by Sanger? It's out off like the 180. That is supposedly haunted. And I know at yes. one point uh, my parents had this was this wasn't the current you know people who are running the restaurant. I think it was the people before. Um, and um, it's when it was called the uh, Sherwood Inn. Restaurant. Sherwood Inn. That's right. And so if you don't yeah. know where this is, this is off the 180, kind of like on your way to Reedley, uh, if you're following that out there. And um, that's supposedly haunted. So at a, It's actually an old schoolhouse, right? It is, yeah. yeah it, it is. is yeah. Yeah. Where, where there was like mysterious, weird deaths and things. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where, where there yeah. a room? Oh, wow. So okay. uh, my mom and dad uh, went to dinner with, and Max was there it again was there, as, yeah. a, as a younger, younger person. <laughs> Was he wearing the clown outfit? Um, no, not the clown <laughs> outfit. <laughs> he he was the clown this young. time. I was probably in junior high or high school okay. at this point. Yeah. So yeah, this was probably in the you know the 
probably 2004-ish or okay, something Okay, let me like ask that. you, did all this stuff happen when Max was born? It's like everything was okay until <laughs> Max was born. We're just checking here. Um, and so <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> eating evil eyes over there. They were eating uh, at the restaurant, and it was slower. There wasn't a lot of people in there, so the owner was kind of sitting and chit-chatting with them. And so my mom just casually was like, I heard this place is haunted. You know, have you ever experienced? And the guy was like, oh, my God. He's like, this place is so haunted. And they're like, really? Like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, I hate being here by myself. He's like, so often it's happened to me where I will be here by myself getting ready. I will uh, be in the dining room. I will walk into the kitchen, grab something, come back out. And like two chairs have been placed on a table or something like that. Wow, you know? And he's like, um, he's seen other stuff, you know, just like you described, move by itself. Um, and then he even said, like, there's specifically in the women's bathroom. So I don't remember the name of the Amy or something. He's like, this, there's a story that somebody told me that in the women's bathroom, there's a name and you can invite her or say, like, are you here? And people in the women's bathroom have seen her. He's like, and the women's bathroom is another place where the stall doors will open and shut by themselves. Like when there's nobody wow. in there. Mm. Um, and so my mom and, of course, her friend thought they'd be brave and try that out. And so they go in the women's bathroom and start, you know, hey, Amy, I don't remember the name. You know, if you're here, show yourself. And my mom, who also is not, um, you know, she's not the type to to be scared by this or, or, you know, whatever, said that just it got super cold, almost like in the sixth sense. Remember when the spirits would come? Yeah. Like it would get cold. Oh, yeah. like, they see oh, the yeah. mist from their yeah. breath and all that. So my mom said it literally got cold, like in that, wow. in the thing. And, and the door to the, uh, one of the stalls just started vibrating. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so her and her friend wow. like ran out of there screaming. Cause they're like, Oh wow. Something here feels real. So have you ever been out oh, there? Do you know if, if, uh, that's ever been, um, looked at or yeah um i i would love to investigate there i have been there i've had lunch there a few uh-huh. times um did you go in the but, women's yeah, bathroom but yeah. I, I do no no <laughs> go in the women's bathroom uh, do it it's always fun that's how i got through now <laughs> but no i i when i when i've been there though it's that feeling we we're talking about earlier we're like you're just kind of like this feeling like a uh-huh. weighted down slide feeling mm. yeah so i and that's been on my list you know it's really interesting how you like approach people to ask for investigations. You know, really, if you're just upfront about it and show that your intentions are well, you're not there to do anything strange right. and you're safe and you're, you know, making sure you're going to, you know, if you just like the way we describe it is we, you know, we, it's a process building up to ask to investigate mm-hmm. somewhere. So that's definitely on my list, though. I'd love to go there. And, well, and check a lot of out. businesses would probably almost like that because especially if it gets some publicity, right? Because then, you yeah. know, even if it's haunted, people will show up in droves, right? To, <laughs> totally. to, oh, I got to check it <laughs> out, yeah. right? You right. know, so, so yeah, it seemed like, yeah, come on in, investigate, you know, it's, do it. It's what happened with the uh, Wolf Manor uh, in Clover. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, right. Ghost Adventures went there. I remember, I saw that. Groups, yeah. yeah, and they were even talking about turning that into like a bed and breakfast. Which yeah, I, I remember. Was, yeah, um, I was really bummed that they ended up just you know demolishing the whole place. Yeah. Which, by the way, after the fact, I went to a seance there. Um, there were we the, the the group ordered a big tent and we went in there and the, there was a psychic medium in there who was able to like um, channel in the people that were once there supposedly. And mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. test was to sort of see like if she was really because she went and supposedly didn't know anything about the place she was from out of town and okay. we were supposed to kind of just kind of collect evidence from her and like well she knows something unique that otherwise she wouldn't able right. have known about so uh, that was an interesting experience out there too 
Yeah. Now Wolf Wolf Manor was was a uh, that was another was a uh, was a hospital and a and a convalescent home yeah, and stuff in his lifetime, right? Sanitarium. So yeah. I know my wife uh, when she was growing up in Clovis, she said they used to walk by there and they would freak out at her and her sisters because they would see everybody had the big gates and the big mm-hmm. fence, you know. And as they were walking by the front of that place, they would just see people walking around in these white clothes. They thought she she thought it was a bunch of ghosts, you know, when, when that thing was was right, operational because yeah. just you know old people just walking around in these white robes. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, yeah. Funny not a thing, sight you see every day, right? Yeah. After they after they tore it down, me and my daughter were driving by it, and I was telling her how it's supposed to be. Haunted. Were you there the day they tore it down? No, it was like a couple of days after. Oh, because I was there the day they tore it down. Mm-hmm. We went out there, yeah. But I was telling her, you know, I hope the ghosts don't follow us home, right? So we go home and we're sitting on the couch talking with a friend of mine who knows Todd Wolf, who owns it, and um, all of a sudden our back door just like flung open. Oh wow! For no Whoa. reason, and I'm a lot like our guest. You know, I'm a I'm an open-minded skeptic, but you got to prove to me it's normal before you know. It's not normal before I believe in the paranormal, <laughs> and right. um, there is no way that door would fly open like that at all. Wow! And it was really weird because we were just talking about Wolf Manor at the time, and it just flew open. You had a story for us in your pre. I don't think we talked about this on our last show. I think it was off the air. About your experiences down uh, when you worked uh, with the dead bodies, how you oh, would yeah, yeah. just oh, see yeah. stuff moving and just wow. have to make a decision like, I'm not going to be scared. I got to finish this job. All right. Right. So, so our, is, our, our oh, guest man. knows I, I'm a licensed funeral director and I worked at uh, some of the funeral homes downtown. And, and wait, that's really oh. quick, Marty, this is a great place to take a pause and come back. So everybody must stay tuned to hear Marty's scary story. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, this is Max again. I just wanted to remind you to check out uh, acapellachocolate.com. That is the new brand from DeBoss Gourmet. You can also feel free to check out cococrate.com if you like your chocolates delivered on a monthly basis. It's a great gift for birthdays, for dads, for your wife, for your significant other. Lots of good stuff. You can also get our wine filled with Coco Crate Uncorked. So I just wanted to remind you not to forget about that. And also, of course, don't forget about our fan club because we're excited. Once you join, we're going to have a sleepover at your house and you're going to make us breakfast. Very exciting stuff. All right, we'll be back in just a second with our guest, Johnny Pacina. All right. Sorry, guys. I cut Marty off right before. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I a lot of the funeral homes downtown, they're like, old buildings around turn of the century and they have a dark history. Some of them were like on the coroner's office. Some of them were private residences and then they became funeral homes. And a lot of funeral homeowners don't like to talk about it. They don't like people to know which funeral home has what going on because, you know, you really don't want to send your loved one to a haunted funeral home. Mm. But it's true. It's just like, you know, you'll be there embalming and the water will turn on by itself or um, you'll see shadow people moving around the walls, or you'll hear sounds that you are know are there, but you can't quite make them out. And um, but you, there's no one in the building at the time. Mm. So, mm. wow, interesting. But um, what what about strange experiences that you have? Some more strange experiences that you've ex- had in your investigations. Let's see. Well, there's one um, that goes beyond just this. You know, the standard going into a haunted place and you know doing that thing. Um, there's also, I've also dabbled into some, um, 
cryptozoology and in, in particular, that. yeah. And in particular, uh, Bigfoot, the big the mm-hmm. <laughs> famous, Ooh. um, we actually went Bigfoot hunting, um, in Washington a few years ago. What part um, of Washington? Like Puyallup? It was, it's, uh, it's actually a place called Goose Prairie, which is, uh, gosh, in terms of where the nearest biggest, we had to fly into, um, gosh, I forgot the name of the particular airport. It's a really small area, but we had to drive like two hours to get to it. Wow. Really remote place. Um, but anywho, um, we, the first night we were there, majority of the crew was pretty tired, wanted to just kind of rest to go to the, uh, the, um, you know, little hike investigation the next day. Um, but that particular night, a few of us and the one who was hosting us, um, we were staying at, uh, his mom's cabin, um, offered to drive just me and another investigator out there. And it takes like a 40 minute drive from the cabin. You get to a point like 10 minutes in the drive where like the cell phone service just is out. You're oh my not, gosh. you're not going to be get a hold of anyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a scary, scary movie. Yeah. That's that's scary, scary yeah, right? stuff, exactly. right? yeah. So, um, and, uh, we went out to this area and it was probably getting closer to about midnight. <laughs> and that particular night, the moon was so bright, like it was even illuminating some of the area of this like river area, or excuse me, a lake area. And a lot of the was kind of drained. So you see like a lot, there's a lot of mud and whatnot. And this is actually where you see a lot of footprints of Bigfoot, supposedly. Mm. Um, and we were just kind of sitting there and there was this nice little paved parking lot area that the, that the uh, city, I guess, had created there. And we were just sitting there just kind of listening to the, you know, the night, just things like that. And then out of nowhere, we heard this giant, like, or this loud, I should say, uh, wail or scream. It almost sounded like a person screaming, but it wasn't quite like it, the tail end of the scream had like this weird vibrato and this strange like animal sound to it as well. And, you know, again, skeptic trying to think like, what animal could make that noise? But I, I ended up pulling out my iPhone and recording it. It's very faint. I've, I've done some editing to try to amplify the sound a little bit. And it's really bizarre. Um, I even actually went as far to send it to someone who was a member of CMAC and she's, uh, she used to study animal noises. It was like perfect. I don't know how that worked out. And I sent it to her. I was like, Hey, you know, if you have a time, would you mind checking this out and just see what you think? And she was actually kind of stumped herself. She was like, um, if I were to have to guess though, if you had to tell me what kind of animal is, maybe a screech owl, but she's like, they, they normally don't have these type of vocal patterns. She's like, I don't know. She's like, she straight up told me she wasn't quite sure. So to me, that was very strange. Um, if you ever want to hear it, I can send it your way. Yeah, <laughs> that for would sure. Be great. Yeah, yeah. It's a coyote yeah. on myth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe Bigfoot got into an argument with his that's, Bigfoot that's, wife. Yeah. I don't know. That's one of my passions. Yeah. I love cryptozoology, Bigfoot, Mothman, all of that stuff. Oh, and yeah, a lot of same. times, though, it's like certain Bat worlds. Bat boy, yeah, <laughs> from the yeah, <laughs> Weekly World News. Yeah. But um, a lot of people have trouble like m- bringing these worlds together, like you know, ghosts and UFOs and Bigfoot. All these communities tend to fight back and forth sometime, mm. you know, depending That's on true. it's just, but it's just, I really like to get them on, I'll just kind of meld them all together because they all kind of blend in together. I have a, yeah, exactly. They're all unknown stuff. You know, we, we can't explain it. Um, yeah. I have a Bigfoot story and it's from somebody you also know, Stu, um, a, a guy I worked with named Tim Bizarides, who's, um, <laughs> Funny, but very trustworthy. Um, Would you call him a friend of the show? Yeah, he's a good friend of the show. (laughs) And uh, hopefully he'll listen to this. He told me one time, and he's not, he's a skeptic. He's not someone who believes like weird conspiracies. He he said a man that he knows well, who he grew up around, was like his dad's best friend. Told, told, tells the story and 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 you're gonna think like was this guy crazy does he lie does he 
and Tim swears up and down, and his dad does too, that this guy is like so credible, never, you know, is just a level-headed dude, but he has this incredible story. He, so he was hiking, and I, it was here in California somewhere, but he's one of these guys, he likes to go on these hikes. He's hiking, and he swears that he was from behind scooped up and ran with by a large, hairy something. <laughs> he can't explain it, but he Hello? said the, the thing was so big that it kind of held him like a baby. And it ran with him for like a good mile before wow. setting him down is somewhere totally different and disappearing. Um, and he was like obviously scared and bewildered, but he, he was like, you know, the, he was like, he wasn't like excited to tell this story because he knew no one would believe him. Like he was like, like he told the Tim's dad, he's like this, I just had this happen to me, you know? And of course, oh, you're making that up, you know, bullshit, you know, whatever. And, but the guy swore up and down. He's like, huh. and he's not somebody who's ever, you know, that, it would be like somebody you trust very well, like telling you some hard to believe story, but they were like, no, it happened. You know, his, his name wasn't John Lithgow, was it? And that how <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons Harry. got started. <laughs> but, um, what That's would you say? What would it, let's let me ask your guess. What yeah. would you say the freakiest place you've been to is whether you had a real experience there or not, but the, mm. just the freakiest place. The um, Max's bathroom. Gosh. <laughs> he was living with Max. He was dressed as a clown. He wasn't ever dressed up as a clown, was he? I jumping used, on your bed or poor anything? Poor Johnny. He'd wake up on Saturdays and I'd be hovering above him in my clown outfit, <laughs> just like breathing on his face. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm disappointed you haven't done that okay. for me yeah, yet, Max. <laughs> um, gosh, let me think about that. Um, I want to say, you know, probably. Probably the um, the Sierra Sky Ranch when it was well, mm. you know, I'll say now when it was really active, and um, a lot of people have claimed that have been there because um, there's groups that come in and there's different people that come in as well. Like they rotate through these like investigations because part of what CCPI does is they have a class and they teach people like the basics of ghost hunting and what is a spirit, what could it mean, how to take a picture to get you know like a proper picture if you're looking to find something, um, which is like two photos by the way. You always want to take them in twos you never just want to take one like oh and leave the room you always want with a flash especially so stuff like that so but um yeah i would say like probably the sierra sky ranch just because it was so active okay. i saw that instance and just yeah, everyone would, yeah that would kind of yeah. freak me out yeah <laughs> yeah what? so i would say yeah for sure now going back to the kind of the bigfoot stuff have you heard of the story of the wolf ape from watts valley have you heard of oh, that story? I don't think I have. Okay. That sounds interesting. I, I, I was just curious if you'd heard of that and how much validity you think there was to that. But Eric, do, I know we, don't no, have, I don't, we don't have a ton of time left, but do you do you think you can sum up a little bit about what Wolf Ape is? Because this is, this is very well, interesting. Well, basically, this thing, this thing was like from the 1800s. There's been uh, sightings of this. It's kind of a Bigfoot creature, but they say it's kind of like a – has an ape face and has a, a wolf body and it runs on all fours. Hmm. Um, it was supposedly it came over. It was with the Indians. There's cave drawings of it that it lived with the Indians wow. kind of in, in unison, you know. And then um, there was a story about the preacher in the 50s supposedly shot one of these things and hung it up on his church at some at some place in the valley here. And uh, uh, things started to smell real bad, so he had to take it down. But he, he called it like the, uh, I don't know, something of Satan, the dog of Satan or something. The guy oh, wow. the guy sold this thing to a creep show, ended up uh, trying to start a church in uh, San Francisco, and then all of a sudden he got murdered. So they think, you know, and, and I guess his body was mutilated so bad it took forever for them to figure out who this guy was. And they were saying it was the curse of this wolf ape thing that that, that murdered him. Anyway, then there's a story on KRZR, if anybody remembers the front mm -hmm. row, right? 
Oh, yeah. Supposedly, th- this is all on, by the way, I didn't do all this. This is all thanks to Weird Fresno, the blog, right? Yeah, uh, WeirdFresno.com. Yeah, yeah. WeirdFresno is pretty cool. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so the story is there if anybody wants to read it. Anyway, real quick, so I guess the, the these two guys were out hunting, a, a guy and his uncle, and they were telling the story on the radio that this thing was chasing them, and it chased them all the way. They were around Watts Valley looking for gems. It chased them all the way all over the place. They threw gum at it, cinnamon gum, right? Like a Big Red or something. Oh, and finally, to throw it off the trail. And they were scared. They were hiding in a cemetery, of course, typical, in a cemetery behind a tombstone, right? It's like, oh, you know, that's a great place to hide. Anyway, the thing started chasing them again, and, and they lucked out. I guess a caretaker of the cemetery drove by and picked them up, and they took off. But, yeah, this thing had chased them. Supposedly, it's all hairy, and it coughs, and it makes these weird noises. And, uh, yeah, Ooh. like exactly like that. I, so, I don't know. I just wondered if you'd ever heard about it. No, I'm, I'm definitely, I, as you were talking about it, I made note of uh, to do some research on that. I love like yeah. reading up stuff yeah, like they, that. So they call it the cough. Yeah. So people ate ate one and got COVID, and that's where COVID got. Started. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the same thing. COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real quick too, uh, there is also a cult that was uh, doing things up around the Dunlap area. Oh, have I've you ever heard, heard about heard? the Dunlap? Yeah, cult. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you have you ever yeah. heard about that or investigated that? No, I'd like to though, and I've been in areas where there's there's been sightings of like cults and weird, strange things happening there as well. Most mm. notably in um, Utah. Oh, there's a place oh, wow. called Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, mm. um, I didn't actually get to go to the ranch because it's a very mysterious place. It's highly guarded. There's all, like military vehicles in there all the time. Like if you pass oh the gosh. fence, it's almost like an Area 51 kind of situation where, but it's more condensed at a ranch that someone owns. Huh. Um, we were in the outskirts of it, but they always like there's always evidence of like these weird like symbols and cults um, things around like people over there like burning something, and it's just really strange. Um, cow mutilated cows are found oh, wow. in like very bizarre ways, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna look into that one though. I've heard of the cult though. Um, I, I haven't investigated there, but I want to. That's that's on my list too. <laughs> oh, a place cool. that I would like to go. I've been here, but I've only been there for lunch. But you guys know Chandler Airport supposed to be one of the most haunted oh, places. Yeah. In oh yeah, oh yeah, Chandler now. Airport. Yep. I used to go eat at the uh, the uh, restaurant up in the tower there. I forget the name of it now. Um, but they they've said forever that there's a in the main lobby this like old elderly man who you can see sitting on benches and they've said that um uh, from the control tower that there's disembodied voices that come out oh, wow. and people hear those all the time mm-hmm. and this has been going on since like the 30s they've been talking about this no kidding so that's really yeah like and to, uh, they filmed Indiana Jones there which absolutely sucked yeah. so it's a curse of the ghost it's the curse it's the curse of crystal something the crystal four oh my gosh yeah. I wonder okay yeah the curse of crystal skull <laughs> all right hey Johnny so uh, we don't have too much time. Anything you'd like to plug? I know you have a show on CMAC. Um, you want to plug that a yes. little bit? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I actually do uh, some movie reviews as well. I have a podcast with my colleague, Lisa. We do. Uh, it's called Gutted. We mostly talk about scary movies, horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know Why we didn't, didn't we get a chance to talk that? about that here, but it's if you want to hear what we are talking about, um, we even got um, a little sneak preview here too. Uh, one of the main um, actresses for Last Shift, which is a movie you can watch, um, on, I believe, on Tubi. Uh, but anywho, um, we're, we're going to maybe perhaps have an a interview lined up with her for the next episode. Fantastic. So, yeah, we what, what's the name of it? I'm sorry. The name of the podcast? It's called Gut, Gutted. Gutted. Okay. Gutted. Yeah. Gutted. And if you right. type in Gutted Reviews on YouTube... Uh, it'll be one of the first results. If you just type in gutted, you might find some other things, but uh, that <laughs> yeah. isn't us. <laughs> yeah, just don't just gutted Johnny Piscina. You're not going to get good yeah. stuff. You're going to yeah. want gutted <laughs> movie reviews. That's my favorite fetish yeah. site. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, we only got. Uh, and, 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 oh, I was going to say, go ahead. 
Go ahead, oh, I was going to say, we only have 40 seconds left. Yeah. Do you mind if you came back, can we have you back next show to talk about scary movies? I would love to. Yeah, yeah we'd oh, love, we'd love right. to have that. We'd love to talk yeah. scary movies and a lot of other stuff. All right, everybody, this has been another episode of the No Talent Show. Thank you again to Johnny Piscina from Gutted and uh, C-Mac. And uh, you see him, and if you travel back in time, he's in some theater uh, or all over yeah. Fresno County. So um, thank you again, and thank you for listening. All right. Can I put my pants back on? No, leave them off. Uh. <laughs>